Hello and welcome to Stitch Talk. I'm Nicola, creator of the Design Your Own Cross Stitch Patterns course and all-round cross stitching enthusiast. Here we talk about all things cross stitch and catch up with your favourite cross stitch designers, hearing all about what inspires them, their design tips and what they love about the wonderful world of cross stitch. So thanks for joining and let's dive in. everyone and welcome to this month's episode of Stitch Talk. I'm really excited to be back. I've had a little pause um, for the last couple of months. My son started school and um, you can probably hear it in my voice still but he's basically brought back illness after illness after illness, bless his little heart. So um, yeah we've just been constantly um, having some sort of bug which has been a bit rubbish um, and we've got some big um, changes going on as well in our family so it just... Um, yeah just still got a bit much so I took a little bit of a pause but thank you um, for hanging on in there with me and thank you for your lovely comments on Instagram and your encouragement to take the time that I needed uh, and I feel really excited to be back so I've kind of built up all that energy and enthusiasm again um, and yeah I'm really excited to come back and to talk about a new topic this month and that topic is drum roll <laughs> um, the season of stitching because this time of year, I think, is my favourite time for stitching, um, reflecting on it. I do love summer and taking a little project away. Um, I like holiday stitching, as in like vacation stitching, going away. Um, but there is nothing for me like Christmas stitching. Um, and that move from Christmas into the new year where you are sort of really um, cosy at home and you've kind of got a bit of time for reflection, you've got a bit of time for sorting things out. It's sort of a, a bit of like a fallow season, like a resting season, that time between Christmas and New Year when you're sort of thinking about um, what the New Year's going to look like and why shouldn't hobbies be right in the centre there because they're the thing that very often bring us so much joy and yet, you know, it might come down the list. It might be like, okay, set goals for work or travel or whatever, family, but not really thinking about our goals in our hobbies. But our hobbies are the thing that so often give us so much joy and motivation in life. So really, I think they should be front and centre. And it's a great time to really be thinking about that. Um, so I thought I'd start off by just spending a bit of time thinking about Christmas stitching. Um, some of you I know will have been on the Christmas stitching for months <laughs> because you've been making gifts um, or just enjoy it and have just started really early. Um, and that for some of us, you know, thinking about stitching up Christmas designs in December is a bit like, ah, horse has bolted there. <laughs> you should have been doing that two months ago. But actually... Um, I think it's really nice to do some actual Christmas stitching at Christmas or like just before Christmas. So um, I'm going to have a little chat about that and just a few tips um, about really enjoying your Christmas and festive stitching this year. So first thing I want to talk about is one of the, some of the reasons why I think Christmas stitching is some of my absolute favourite stitching to do. And I think the first thing for that is that there are such great supplies um, for Christmas. I think probably more so more than any other season really um, that you can stitch for in that you've got all the beautiful fabrics. Um, I'm working on a design by Little Dove which is called Christmas Town and it is on a sparkly pale blue eider and it's just 
lovely like it's really nice to work on such beautiful fabric and there's so many options I stitched up um, a Christmas project one year on a really gorgeous linen um, and that was just really lovely to work with and it was just linen and a kind of the cherry red it wasn't a kind of pure Christmas red more of a sort of maroony Christmassy red but really really lovely um, and that was all it was but that was just yeah really cozy really enjoyable the colors are beautiful and I think I've seen in a lot of designs that designers are sort of moving towards one of two palettes you've got your sort of traditional Christmas palettes um with your um, Christmassy reds and greens and and that sort of thing um, and then you've got your kind of retro palettes and I really love a sort of Christmas retro palette so I'm thinking of like a, a really nice like bold teal um, a sort of pale and maybe even like a hot pink um, what other ones are in there it's exactly in the one that I'm doing at the moment if you head over to my Instagram you can see actually some of I did a reel of the one I'm doing recently how can I not remember something I'm actually stitching at the moment? Yes, yeah, so like <laughs> pale blues, um, a kind of nice pale yellow, um, a nice cherry red, that sort of thing. Um, and within that also using some of the um, gorgeous sparkly threads. I know everyone is very divided in the cross stitch world on sparkly threads, um, but there's a lot of different options out there of sparkly threads you can use. So I just feels... Um, endless to me of the lovely possibilities at this time of year in terms of supplies and very often you know you might only need a little of these things so have a dig around like you might have a little um just a small bit of like sparkly thread that's left over from another project and you can use that to just maybe add I don't know like a sparkly snow or something onto what you're doing or if there is like snow in the picture just do a few dots of sparkles like throughout it and it'll just look really beautiful so it's a way of using up what you have um, as well as indulging um, in some of those lovely things that are available at the moment and I love as well at this time of year having special stuff that I pull out so I have a Christmas project bag um, that I just made I just ran it up on a sewing machine um, it was some lovely Christmas fabric that I really liked that I found it probably only cost a couple of pound um, yeah and it's lovely so I can pull that out every Christmas keep my Christmas projects in it um, and I really enjoy seeing that beautiful fabric and having something special for this time of year likewise I know lots of you really love your needle minders so maybe investing in just that as like a lovely Christmas thing that you pull out and that's sort of part of the experience of your Christmas stitching every year I think it's a really lovely thing to do the second thing I think I absolutely love about this time of year is that for me it feels like every year there is just more and more of an abundance of gorgeous patterns for this time of year and so many stitch alongs probably a little bit too late for those though of course you can normally buy the pattern at the end um, I like a stitch along um, Christmas is probably a time when I would be most likely to do it because I feel like I'm quite likely to enjoy the design um, but yeah why not buy it at the end if you don't want that element of surprise <laughs> and you're not sure it's going to be exactly for you then you know you can pick these up at the end after the stitch along is finished um, and maybe do it next year um, or work on it over the Christmas period um, this year for me it's definitely just such a fun 
time of year to be shopping for patterns um and yeah digging around in what you have again because if you think if you have any cross stitch magazines hanging around or if um, in the uk through um, if you have libby the libby app that's attached to your local library they have cross stitch magazine they have world of cross stitch so you can go in there um, and find some lovely Christmas patterns that you can work on and you're very likely to have some kicking about um, if you don't want to buy and maybe just find that special one um, that's what I did this year really looked around but I really enjoyed the process of looking around and shopping for it and finding my kind of Christmas pattern I do that every year look for one that I think is really special and that's the one I'm going to work on during the Christmas season the other thing I really love about this this kind of stitching and stitching for Christmas is that I think it's one of the seasons where it really lends itself to making useful things. So whether that is um, gifts, obviously, it's a great time of year for creating things that you can give as gifts or cards, but also it really lends itself to making usable items for your house. And as all people who are crafty know you very soon run out of space for all of your beautiful creations. There is not enough wall space in the world for cross stitches, even if you lived in a mansion. There would not be enough. Um, so it's really great to be able to make things that are actually usable um, rather than just things that are going to hang on the wall. And Christmas, I think, gives you unending possibilities for this. So some of my favourites are last year I made a Christmas stocking loved it absolutely beautiful i've made um like a christmas sack um for my son which is like big and get lots of presents in that um decorations of course for your tree or as gifts tableware napkins table runners um things like that or maybe even um a christmas picture this is what i'm doing this year actually with christmas town it's going to i'm going to frame it I'm going to put it on the wall just for Christmas, then it's going to come down. So I'm going to swap out something I have in my living room, um, put up that picture and swap it out. So it's a really, really lovely time to make heirloom items, to make things that are going to come out year on year, to really take your time over them, make something really beautiful that's going to stay in your family and be used um, rather than just ending up in a drawer and all your beautiful work isn't seen. So that for me is really appealing that you can make stuff that you're going to enjoy year on year and you get that lovely thing of being able to surprise yourself I was listening to a podcast the other day um best of both worlds podcast and they were interviewing someone about joy in your space and I was thinking oh we know a lot about this as crafters she was talking about the use of color and abundance and um I think we're naturally drawn to a lot of those things um, but yeah she was talking about that about surprising yourself so you know lining a cupboard with some really beautiful paper or painting it a really beautiful color that we almost forget it's there and then when you open it up you're like oh and you have this little kind of moment of joy and I think this is definitely what happens for me when it comes to Christmas because year on year I make things and I put them in my Christmas box after Christmas I kind of forget about them and then when it comes to Christmas time, I get out the box and I'm like, oh, I love this. It's so beautiful. You know, and I remember all of the hours that went into it and how much I enjoyed it. Like I remember sitting under a blanket and 
stitching that up and you know what it felt like to finish it and the years it's been used in the past and maybe pictures I have of it being used in my house and I really love that I love that like moment of surprise that I get when I get to pull these things out and I get this kind of newfound appreciation for what I've made and actually things that I've stitched that are up in my house all the time they just become part of the wallpaper I don't really notice them um, I don't notice the details in them, the colours in them. Um, but when I pull out something from my Christmas box, I'm like, oh, wow, because <laughs> I only get it for like a month a year. Um, so something really, really nice about that that I really enjoy. Um, and so I enjoy thinking that I'm adding to that every year. So when I'm stitching now and crafting now, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, this is going to be one of those things I pull out next year um, and think, oh, this is beautiful. I'm so happy with it. Um, so I really love that about Christmas stitching. So I've got a few tips for you um, about how to really enjoy this time of year because I think there are a few pitfalls as well with Christmas stitching that we could fall into that can sort of hinder our enjoyment actually of it, um, sort of pressure we can put on ourselves. So the first thing I'm going to say is to allow yourself a December Christmassy project. Maybe you're doing this already, um, but sometimes there can be this pressure, I think, that sort of everything has to be ready by the 1st of December. You know, if it's not done and hung up and perfect, then it's over. <laughs> so you have to be stitching Christmas stuff in September, and if it's not ready, then, you know, give up. But actually, part of the joy of Christmas stitching is stitching at Christmas buy your Christmas tree, you know, in the run up to this or even after Christmas day, like in that sort of downtime that you might get between Christmas and New Year. Like that's such a lovely time to be doing this. So it's kind of allowing yourself, like saying this is not, I'm not on a race to the 25th of December. Like it doesn't matter if this is done by that date. It doesn't have to be hung up this year. I don't have to pressurise myself to get to that point this is about me enjoying stitching this lovely Christmas thing for the fun of it and next year maybe I'll sit and stare at it and I'll be working on something else <laughs> you know that is fine um, and I think we need to give ourselves permission to do that like maybe there are things that you want to start earlier and maybe this is a point of kind of recognizing that and saying okay um, if you're coming across things and you think gosh I would have made such a nice gift and I have no time and or, oh, I wish I'd made this like lovely stocking for my kids and I haven't and there's no time and rather than pressurizing yourself now and just not enjoying this like lovely time of year instead you know make a list like write down all of the things that you're you're coming across in this season um, make a list of them for next year maybe put a little note in your diary for like September time to just say, um, you know, remember these things and come back to them um, so that you can do them in an enjoyable way. So another tip is to think about projects that can be long-term ones. So if you've like come across, I'm making some, um, this isn't cross stitch, it's kind of hand stitching, but I'm making a set of nativity, like stuffed felt nativity figures and it could be really easy to get into this kind of pressurized state of okay I have to stitch up like 12 figures um that means I've got to do one every two days you know and kind of set yourself into this sort of state of panic 
um, that is really not fun when you're probably already busy and doing other things and you've got presents to wrap and mince pies to eat and whatever else you want to do at Christmas time. So um, <laughs> one thing I'd say is that why not consider that, like reframe that in your head of like, this is a long-term project. So I will make two this year. And yes, it will take me five years or six years or whatever to make all of them. Um, but I'll just do a couple and you know, maybe if you're stitching up like some decorations I'm thinking, okay, well I'll stitch up a couple this year and I'll add to my collection each year um, And that'll be like an enjoyable thing I do at Christmas and likewise um, If you're thinking about gifts like you don't have to stitch gifts for every single person on your list that like you could stitch them for just one person that you know will really enjoy it and it could just be a small thing or um with a card like you don't need to stitch every single one of your Christmas cards last year I stitched up a little dash hand um, Christmas card for my mother-in-law because she loves um, little dash hands and I thought oh she'll really like that and the other ones that I saw with the card designs I really like them but most people I thought would probably just look at it and go oh that's nice that'll be the end of it you know it wouldn't be something that they really treasured so um, I thought, no, I'm just going to focus on doing the one um, that I know will be really treasured and enjoyed. So that's something to consider, um, thinking about, you know, just doing it on a smaller scale rather than setting ourselves up to have to do something absolutely massive that we don't manage to get through. And the other thing that I would say is that it is okay to be selfish. <laughs> It's always okay to be selfish with stitching, I think. <laughs> um, it's your hobby, after all. It's your downtime, it's your time for you, so it's okay to do what you want to do in this area of your life. Um, but I think particularly with Christmas things, um, it's okay to make your own Christmas stocking. It's okay to make something pretty that only you're going to enjoy. That's fine. Like, enjoy it. Choose the things that you love. You're probably going to be the one who appreciates it the most. You're the one who knows how much love and time has gone into it. So it's perfectly fine to make something for yourself. Like last year, say I've made my son a Christmas sack. Last year I stitched myself a Christmas stocking. I love it, it's beautiful. Um, I didn't make one for anyone else. I'm not going to, it's just for me. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> we're allowed. Um, so yes, I hope that gives you a bit of renewed enthusiasm for Christmas stitching. Like if you're flagging a bit and thinking you're kind of gonna give up on it in the December time or pressurizing yourself to get stuff done, then hopefully that gives you um, a little bit of motivation um, and a bit of reframing for how you approach it. So the second thing I was gonna talk about today is the other part of this season that I really love. And that's that transition, as I said, from Christmas to New Year. And the time that we very often have to reflect and uh, to think about what's gone in the past year, to think about what's to come. And as I said, why not have your hobby, something that you really enjoy as part of that? Like why not have that as part of your focus? And you might have time to go into your supplies, give them a bit of a tidy up, have a bit of, do a bit of an inventory, you know, of what you've got, like what fabrics have you bought this year? What patterns have you bought this year? Do you have like seasonal stuff that you've bought? Can you put that in some sort of order so that when it comes to spring, you can actually stitch up those spring things that you bought that you forgot about or summer or whatever. Um, and really know what you have in terms of supplies 
that you can make the most of like do you have a gorgeous piece of either that you've been wanting to stitch on but you've not found the right pattern like make a note of that and then you'll know as you're out in the instagram <laughs> pinterest world you'll be able to um, keep an eye out for something that would be perfect for that to make use of that thing that you have um, so the first thing I think that is great at this time of year in terms of sort of new year planning when it comes to stitching is to spend some time looking back. Um, so to look back on this last year, like what have you managed to achieve? What have you managed to stitch? And for me, normally, there's <laughs> never been a year where I've done this and I've thought, that's a bit rubbish. <laughs> I've nearly always done it and thought, wow. I can't believe I did all of that. That's amazing. Like I, I forget actually what I have made. And it's really nice to look back on the things that you've stitched and to reflect it. I think it actually helps you to reflect on your um, whole life actually. <laughs> it really does. Because for me, they'll be, I'll be reminded. It's like the things I'm stitching are like hooks to what's happening in my life. So I'll then look at it and think, oh yeah, like I was making that and this was happening and that's why I was drawn to this pattern or um, or that was, I stitched that on holiday and that was that lovely trip that I'd forgotten about. So it kind of gives you um, a way to really remember and be thankful for what has been good like in the last year and the things that you really want to treasure and remember. So I really like that about it. Um, but it's a good practice, I think, at this time of year to look at what you've really loved doing so what projects actually got finished let's be real with ourselves um go into the drawer the dreaded drawer or bag or whatever it is where the unfinished works in progress go to die <laughs> and go and have a look like what look at your completed list look at your never seeing the light of day pile and look at what they have in common with each other. So what do your finished projects have in common? What do your unfinished projects have in common? And try and be real with yourself. Like, be real about what do I, what did I actually enjoy? And probably the thing that you enjoyed, probably is the thing that you finished because you carried on with it to the end. Or maybe you just don't finish big projects. And that might be okay for you. Like, you might think, it, I enjoyed it, the part I did. I don't care. I don't need to finish it. Fine. But if it frustrates you, you've got this pile of unfinished things, you know, have a look at them. Is it always, so I've got a microphone falling on me. <laughs> um, is it always the big projects that you think, oh, they're so beautiful, um, but you never actually finish them? And that's really irritating to you. You know, it's a good time to take stock of that. So for me... I no longer buy projects where there are big swathes of colour. Like I find that, I just find it boring to stitch. And I've bought things like that and I never finish them because I don't like stitching in block colours. I find it, I find it dull. I like small motifs. I like things that there's a lot of change. Like I get a sense of satisfaction for stitching up one little bit and it's recognisably something, like it's a character or whatever. Um, that's how I that's what I like so when now when I see beautiful projects that are made up of um, big areas of block colors or maybe they're like a landscape or I think of another example um, 
yeah something like a landscape or more of like I suppose like a photographic image or where you're filling the whole Ida um, rather than just doing individual bits when I see things like that um, or even where a design just has like big blocks of say like a big green tree um, I would look at that and think no I'm gonna hate that <laughs> um, it's beautiful but I'm gonna give up I know I will because I won't enjoy it um, but ha actually having reflected on what you've done in the past year will allow you to know that and to not waste your time or money and as I say this all comes with the caveat of like I know for a lot of us the joy is in the stitching you don't really care if you've got unfinished projects it's fine you like it you want to try it fine you know I'm not saying don't go for things if you want to try them but if it's irritating you if you're wondering why if you want to really maximize like I want to stitch the things I love and I don't want to waste money and time on things that I don't love and aren't going to get done it's a good time to reflect and see what finished projects have in common with each other that you're managing to get through. Um, and then I think it's about using that knowledge that you have found. You know, what did you love? What did you really enjoy? What did you finish? What do you want to do more of? Like using that knowledge to plan your coming year. Um, and again, it's a great time to look at what you have. So that kit that you just loved and bought when's that going to get done you know be reminded of this stuff that you have um and put it maybe in your eyeline like maybe make a file where everything is um available to you and you can see it or just prop that kit up on your um you know in your house somewhere so that you can see it and be reminded that that's something that you really want to do or pull out a fabric like i said earlier and and you know take that in and and really think about okay i need a pattern for this check through your patterns like is there something you've overlooked that you could use otherwise keep your eye out you know what season would this fabric work for i should be looking out for a pattern to to use this because it's beautiful and i really want to see it stitched up so you know try and make an effort then to to know really know what you have and what you can use you know are there projects that are in your unfinished pile that actually now you're looking at them again you've got like a renewed enthusiasm for or you can kind of push yourself um to finish them i've got one actually it's you know there's somewhere i don't know if you do this with some projects i really enjoy them and then i get to like what is really like the final few hours of stitching and i just sort of languish and give up i don't know why i don't know why i do it it's very strange but i find that a final push quite hard um and sometimes i just don't do it and I've got a really lovely Jane Austen sampler that I've done and it's got probably about five hours of stitching left on it and I've just left it I've left it for months and months and I could easily come back to that and that'd be a great January project like real sense of satisfaction like bosh this out get this beautiful thing finished and I know I'll be really pleased with that so I think it's a really good time of year to actually get real on things and say you know this one I actually can push myself um to get through this other one yeah maybe not like I have some kits that you know I bought in the early days of stitching and some of them have like poor quality threads um and I hate stitching with them because they get all bunched up and uh and they're just really they're just not of a style <clears throat> that I would now choose like lots of changing of colors and no no <laughs> I just can't I can't so um I'm probably never gonna do that so I think I need to get real there and just pass it on 
after someone else. There's actually a sewing thrift shop that's opened really near me at the moment, um, which I cannot wait to get in. But also, you know, maybe it's time to just pull stuff out that's never going to get stitched by me and hand it on now. You know, why not? Maybe sell it, you know, and you can buy some things that you actually know you are going to make. Um, so yes, great time, I think, to take stock, to look at all of this. Um, and then to think about, okay, so what things do I love? What things do I want to be on the lookout for? What things I already have that I can do? Um, if you're looking for new projects, like what do you want to be on the lookout for? And, you know, are there things, ways that you want to expand your skills? Like I think New Year is such a good time to think about your skills and to think about, okay, maybe... I want to challenge myself to do a design that has a lot of backstitch because I've not tried that before. Or um, maybe I want to take on a project that involves some kind of finishing I've never done before. Um, so it involves a bit of sewing at the end, like maybe it's like a um, little ornament that I'm hanging that I need to stuff or um, I'm in Christmas mode, so I'm just thinking of like Christmas stockings and table linens and stuff. But, you know, there's things like that that you can be making. Or maybe you want to try like using soluble canvas or a different kind of fabric. Like maybe you've never stitched on even weave and you think, oh, I'm going to try that. Like just one project, I'm going to try it this year um, and really have a go with it. <clears throat> so I think the new year is a really great time to tackle that, you know, to set yourself some goals um to try new things because you never know what you might love like you might have identified some things you don't love uh, by looking back on your stitching in the last year but maybe there are things that you've never tried that you actually would love and you just don't know yet so great time to think about those things um and to help you <laughs> with all of this i've had this in the offing for oh my gosh so long i think i started making this before the summer um but i have a planner that i have released um will be released by the time this podcast is made live um and it's called the cross stitches year and it's a printable planner that you can print at home and it's basically to help you with this process of reflecting um like looking back over the last year planning ahead for the coming year um and then keeping track of what you are stitching and how you feel about that like what um tools you're using so there's like a project planning sheet and a project record sheet so when you come to this time next year you can just pull out your little binder your planner and see everything that you've done like really quickly and it's i think really motivating like to have all that information you can see how long it took you can see the things you didn't finish um you can see your own comments on like how you felt about it and there's also in there um, inventory sheets so that you can um, make an inventory of all of your fabric that you've got. You can make an inventory of all your patterns that you've got. So at a glance, you can see, okay, where are things going to match? Like, what have I got? What do I need? Um, and the planning sheet helps you to you know, draw from those like inventory lists um, and plan it out and see this is exactly what I need to buy, you know. Um, so next time you're going to a craft shop or you're ordering online, you can remember these are things I need for these projects um, and get them ordered all in one go. Um, and then at the end, it has some more um, questions for reflecting. So this would be for this point next year. So it helps you to reflect on like what's gone well, 
what are you looking forward to next year how can you make plans for a really great um stitching year in 2023 so yes it is available it's in my etsy shop um, i'll put a link in the show notes for you if you'd like to check it out um, it's on sale at the moment very inexpensive um so yeah do go and check it out and i hope that's super helpful for planning your projects um, for thinking ahead and for just really enjoying your stitching so do let me know what you're up to do let me know what you're stitching um i'm going to come back with another episode um fairly soon i think my next one is going to be on frugal stitching because after christmas we very often feel the pinch don't we? we've all um spent maybe a little bit more over the christmas season um and want to be maybe a little bit more thoughtful about how we're spending as we're coming into like january and february but we also don't want to feel completely miserable <laughs> and not be able to do things we enjoy so i'm going to talk a bit about um how you can kind of stitch on a budget um and ways to make the most of things that you have so i'm really excited about that one um because it's something that i take quite seriously um in my own stitching life so thank you guys so much thank you for listening um do send me a message to let me know if you've listened um or do get in touch um yeah always love to hear from you and it's really really nice to be back so i will see you next month for another episode bye